What's up, everyone? It's Jordan Stoltz, the host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Today is episode 135 of the Triple F Show, and I'm talking about alcohol and its impact on fat loss and performance. I go over its effect on hormones, its effect on uh, brain chemistry, and how that might cause you to put on weight or maybe it even is hindering your muscle building goals. Uh, to kind of go over some of the science of this and then basically... Uh, my conclusion on it, which really, I mean, is, well, you guys will just have to wait till the end to see what I have to say about that. But I mean, really, I am of the belief in fitness and health that you should do something that is a lifestyle, right? The sustainable. Uh, so really, when I have clients and, uh, you know, online coaching clients, personal training clients, even just people I'm giving advice to, I'm not too picky about anything. And I don't really like to cut something completely out of someone's diet or lifestyle if they're used to that if they're if if they include it right now i usually like to let them have that a little bit just so they don't go just you know jump ship completely and go crazy another way uh so that's kind of where my episode is going to end up today you'll kind of hear my conclusion at the end of this one and throughout it as well as i talk about you know sustainability and flexibility and working things into your diet and being careful about the dosages of things and uh, you kind of get where I'm going with this. But let's get down to today's episode, a foodie Friday on alcohol and its impact on fat loss and performance. Let's go. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everyone? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Triple F Podcast, and I am happy to be here today. It is Friday, December 8, and uh, it's a Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. So on Fridays, I talk about nutrition, I talk about diet, I talk about health, I talk about all things, what you're putting in your body, right? And they all kind of go together. I mean, really what I why I separate this podcast into three days is basically just for topic's sake, right? So it's not just completely random. And so you guys, you know, maybe if you like the nutrition stuff more than the workout stuff, you can kind of skip and choose depending on what you're into. Maybe you like the interviews and you just wait on those. Uh, maybe you like the motivational talk and the business talk that comes on Mondays. I separate it all, but really, I mean, it all goes down to health, right? It is a health podcast and the show all three different aspects of it, Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, Foodie Friday. They're cheesy names, they're catchy titles, they, you know, they just flow right. But really they're all just acts they're all just aspects of the same thing, which is health. And all these three different areas go right into it, right? And we do need to address all of them. That's kind of why I separate them into three days as well. I mean, you have to do your workouts, right? You have to be in the gym, train, get stronger, get more efficient at movements, get better at moving. Uh, you have to, you have to take care of your body and what you're putting in your body. You have to, you know, be mindful of what you're eating, the choices you're making in nutrition and diet, how you're treating your body, uh, is really going to reflect by how your you know, body's going to look 
basically like you are treating it. And then also the motivation stuff's important too, right? A lot of this stuff's going to start in your mind and a lot of it, even though you think it might just be a physical thing you're doing, it actually has a big impact on your mind, on how you see yourself, on how you see other things and how you see other people, right? Then all this kind of goes into health. So really it is a health podcast and uh, nutrition is a big part of that. This is one of my favorite days to do episodes. I, this is, Foodie Fridays is probably one of the most popular days of the show. Probably, I think it is the most popular, maybe besides the interviews. Uh, and that's just because there's a lot of confusion around nutrition, right? There's a lot of people who recommend a lot of things and a lot of misinformation out there. I mean, it seems like in nutrition, people typically have an agenda with what they are giving for advice, right? If someone's saying to cut out a certain food group, if someone's saying... Uh, you know, if they're saying to cut out a certain food group, they most likely have an agenda against that food group. If someone's saying even include a food group more, they might even have an agenda that way. So if they're saying more and more protein, maybe they're even selling a protein powder and they're the ones backing that. It's a very kind of slimy area in marketing and it's a very slimy area uh, just for promotion, right? There's a lot of different people trying to get people to do a lot of different things and Nutrition just has a lot of clarification, which is, I think, why it's the most popular episodes is because people need clear information. And sometimes it's not as flashy and sometimes it's not as sexy as, you know, giving a diet that will work in seven days or eliminating this one food will cause you to lose fat. It might not be as flashy as that, uh, but that's because it's the truth, right? I am after putting out the truth and I'm I'm after giving you guys good information that you can actually use and just helping you guys build a good relationship with diet, exercise, you know, your workouts, your nutrition, having them be positive relationships in your life, things that you enjoy about your lifestyle, things you're proud of, things you want to get better at and not things that you dread and uh, things that you're always frustrated with because you're not working. Just a little rant about the nutrition industry, I guess, but it is, it sometimes really, really irks me how people will suggest things that might not, not even have any knowledge of specifically, right? I wouldn't even, I mean, someone writes an article and they might not have any kind of background or any kind of education in what they're talking about, right? They just heard this somewhere and they're just putting it out there for clicks or for views. Uh, or for likes, maybe they just have no business giving advice in the first place. Um, I do believe that people need coaches and they need good information. And that's what I'm trying to do for free for you guys to give you guys good information from, you know, an educated perspective uh, that I've seen work with clients and I've seen work with myself that will help you guys and kind of clear things up for you. So I'm going to kind of wrap up that little rant there, but it is just something you got to keep an eye out for, right? Usually when I recommend to people, you know, they're talking about like, what do you think about this person? What do you think about this person, the information they give? A lot of times I don't read a lot of it. Um, I kind of, you know, research for myself a lot of times, but even if I don't read it, usually I'll tell people, you know, there's a lot of different ways to, to success. And the big thing is sustainability. The big thing is flexibility and being able to stick to something. And if you like what someone suggests, stick to them, right? But what I suggest to people is to pick one, two, or three, even three people that you really like the information of and just soak in what they put out, right? Just soak it, follow it in, follow it to a T and then eventually kind of branch off and do your own thing. But don't take in so many areas of information that you're just overwhelmed with it, right? Don't take in 10 different blogs, 
five different podcasts, 20 different YouTube channels, and the magazines of the grocery store, right? Don't try to combine all of that into a healthy lifestyle. It's going to be impossible for you guys, especially in nutrition. In nutrition, I just really recommend you take in a few sources you trust, right? Maybe a blog you like, maybe a certain kind of textbook, maybe even. Uh, Maybe it's this podcast. You like what Foodie Friday is doing, what you're you know, what the nutrition advice I give out kind of follows, follow a few different main ones, you know, follow those to a T, do everything they say, don't, uh, don't get off track of that. And then you'll probably see success. There's lots of different paths to success in your nutrition and your health, uh, but you just have to stick to them and you can't be jumping around and trying all these different crazy things. Sustainability really is the name, the name of the game though. And that's kind of how my episode ties into that little rant is sustainability and kind of working your lifestyle, uh, kind of working fitness into your lifestyle instead of working your lifestyle into fitness, right? It's a big difference there. It might not seem like a big difference. It's only a couple words switched. But if you think about this, it's a big it's a big difference, right? To be able to fit fitness into your lifestyle. So you live a certain way, you enjoy certain things, you have hobbies, you have a social life, and to fit fitness into that without completely changing who you are can be tricky and it can be hard for a lot of people. I do recommend a healthier lifestyle, but that doesn't mean change everything else, right? You don't want to be fitting your lifestyle into fitness and changing everything you enjoy, change the people who you're with and the things that you really like doing just because you want to be fit and healthy, right? Being healthy, being fit is having a good lifestyle as well. And the social life fits into that. And that's kind of what I'm talking about today. I got this listener question uh, a couple days ago. Uh, so it's pretty recent that I asked this one. This one, I hope you don't mind. I use his first name, Andrew. Andrew asked this question uh, about alcohol. And it was an interesting one, kind of actually a topic I didn't really think about doing for Foodie Friday for Nutrition, but it is an issue uh, that maybe people are confused about. So I want to read the question and then answer how I think alcohol will affect your goals and fitness. So and I'm going to get nitpicky here, okay? I'm going to get nitpicky. I'm going to get scientific. I'm going to dive right in to what alcohol is doing to your brain and to your hormones, to different things in your body, and then really what the key is as far as fitting your fitness and your lifestyle instead of your lifestyle into your fitness. Okay. So the question goes like this. Hey, Jordan, thanks for all the content around fitness and health. I apologize if I missed this question in past episodes. You have not, Andrew. I've not answered this one yet. How does alcohol affect weight loss efforts and performance goals? I understand macros and calories in plus calories out. So if the like beer, for example, is increasing my calories above maintenance, I'll put on weight. But I am wondering if alcohol can slow down the fat burning and muscle building on more than just a calories in and calories out standpoint. In my workplace and social circle, happy hours are plentiful, and I would like to know if I should avoid these or if a beer or two a couple times a week will hinder fitness goals. Assuming a healthy diet and fitness routine is already in place. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew, for the question. I appreciate you asking it. If you guys have a question, go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Andrew, you hit some great points in this question, and if you guys missed it listening, you need to maybe back up 15, 30 seconds and listen to that question again because you hit the main points about it that I'm going to get into, but I am going to get into them even though you might know them just because they are the most important. 
you hit the two most important things. I'm going to get nitpicky. I'm going to talk about the hormones and everything in a bit, but you hit the most important things here, which is the calories in versus calories out. So you understand that, right? That if the alcohol you're drinking causes your calories to go too high, you will put on weight just based on the excess food compared to what you're burning. That's absolutely right. I'm going to get into a little more specific specific on that in case you're maybe misinformed on that a little bit. Uh, But also the second thing you mentioned right at the end is that you're assuming a healthy diet and fitness routine is already in place. So important, right? Some of these things are very small, like micro details when the big things are, are you eating the right amount of food? Are you eating healthy foods? And are you following a good fitness workout routine, right? If you're doing those things, those are going to get 95% of your results. Whereas the alcohol might affect that 5%, but it's not going to be such a huge thing, right? This is kind of a micro type episode where it's something I'm going to get really, really into the details here. And it's going to be maybe confusing for some, uh, but it is a smaller part of your fitness, right? It's not a big deal. As long as you have that healthy diet and lifestyle, that fitness routine in place, and you know that calories in versus calories out is the main thing, uh, then you're going to be in a good place. So this is just kind of getting into the details here to answer your question, Andrew, but you definitely hit the most important points in this question. Hope you guys kind of got that out of that question as well. So in alcohol, uh, first thing I did want to touch on is that calories in versus calories out. It's the basic basic laws, right? It's just the food you consume versus the food you burn. The excess either way is going to cause you to either gain or lose weight. It's going to be a slow process, but that is the way the math works out, and it is very mathematical. There are other things that matter, though, just on a smaller perspective, uh, but as far as macros are concerned, alcohol is estimated to have about seven calories per gram, and uh, so you must account for the alcohol calories uh, in other in your other macros, right? So especially if you haven't really tracked before and you haven't really tracked alcohol calories before, I suggest that you start tracking your food and you start trying to see how that dif- you know how those different things affect your numbers going up and down. Uh, so I would suggest that you take out fats and carbs when you're putting in alcohol in your tracking app, like My Fitness Pal. Um, just I would suggest you don't really take away protein. That's my general suggestion. But you got to equalize the calories. So alcohol, seven calories per gram. Fats have nine calories per gram and carbs have four calories per gram. So your fat, you won't have to take out as many fats as you have alcohol, right? It's not a one-to-one ratio because there's seven in alcohol, nine in fat. Carbs is the opposite way. You have almost double the carbs uh, grams for alcohol grams. It's almost a one to two relationship there. So you have to watch that calorie number. You know, if you're, t- if you're consuming 400 calories of alcohol, um, then you're probably going to need to take out exactly that number of calories of like carbs, for example, right? But it's not going to equal itself in grams. So be careful with that and be careful with how you're substituting. Watch the calories as the main thing, okay? Calories in versus calories out. Now, what alcohol might do is it might cause people to overconsume, and that's really uh, something that needs to be addressed here. So, you might eat food with the alcohol that you're not necessarily tracking. You might be snacking. You might not be tracking the alcohol at all and letting that stuff go untracked where there is calories in it. Um, you might be it might be altering your brain chemistry where you you know get hungry later. Uh, maybe you're eating things that you're not really accounting for. Maybe uh, the drinks it's the drinks themselves. Maybe it's just 
just different things throughout the night. I don't know, you know, however your happy hour is set up. But you got to be careful with what you're eating with the alcohol, the calories in the alcohol, and how the alcohol is altering your brain chemistry, which I'm trying to stay a little bit vague here because I'm going to get into that a little later on. Uh, but you got to watch out for that overconsumption and really. I suggest you do track. I mean, I am all for the sustainable lifestyle and everything, but it does make it way easier if you just track. And that's what I'll suggest to people who want to go out on happy hours and stuff, right? I've got that question before, and I'll just say, you know, you need to, you need to track it. it. The only other tracking option, the non-tracking option I have is probably fasting, where you're just purposely decreasing your calories at the beginning of the day to prepare for something like that. That's a great nutritional strategy for something like a happy hour where you can just go enjoy yourself and don't have to worry about calories. Uh, Otherwise, though, tracking is a good idea. Kind of preparing ahead of time what you're going to eat and drink is going to help you not overconsume. Moderation is really the key. I mean, you'll kind of get that throughout this whole episode is that Overconsuming anything is a bad idea, and overconsuming alcohol is especially a bad idea for more reasons than just you know getting silly. It's just uh, it's it's going to alter things that you don't want altered in your body, and you must practice moderation. Uh, I really believe that, and that's in everything, right? That's in sugar, alcohol, uh, fat, carbs, whatever. You need to practice moderation, uh, and I'm going to get kind of through that in this episode as well. Let me kind of transition over to how alcohol actually affects the inside of your body. So I talked about alcohol and switching it up for fats and carbs. Now, alcohol is actually really similar to protein, how it's used in the body, okay? So it's not really building muscle specifically, but it is very thermogenic, just like protein is. So if you have two people and you have someone eating a balanced diet, proteins, carbs, and fats, like I would usually recommend, and you have someone who eats only protein, the person that eats only protein is less likely to store body fat than the person that eats a balanced diet, okay? Now, that you know, take that with a grain of salt because I don't think eating just protein is sustainable for anybody and it's certainly not good for you. Uh, but in general, just for body fat, it is thermogenic. Protein is very thermogenic, which means it's not easily converted to fat. And alcohol is the same way. It's very costly for the body to turn that specific thing into body fat. Uh, and that's just because of basically some different different compounds that are stored and released based on the consumption of alcohol or protein. They're very similar in this way. So technically, alcohol won't cause body fat storage. Okay, Alcohol is very similar to protein in that way in that it won't actually convert right to body fat like, say, fat and carbs will. But what it does do is suppress other stimuli, okay? So that's what I'm going to get into. And I'm going to kind of go over the four sections that I came up with uh, that need to be addressed. That's going to be fat loss, muscle building, recovery, and hormones. How does alcohol affect each one of those? It can change the different stimuli in your body and how your body operates. So those need to be addressed, and then I'll conclude at the end. So number one is fat loss. How does alcohol affect fat loss specifically? Well, it primarily the main thing it's going to do is increase your appetite, okay? And that's just how it's going to uh, work in the brain chemistry. So basically, you're going to, uh, I think dopamine is the is what it's going to cause more release of. More dopamine is kind of the feel-good hormone, which actually increases your appetite. Um, So you got to be careful of that. Actually, you're going to feel more hungry during and after alcohol consumption. Uh, So you need to be careful about how much you're eating, once again, either fast and give yourself that leeway, or maybe 
you just track your food and really be conscious of what you're consuming. And then as well, just be careful of that overconsumption. The actual calories in the alcoholic drinks can be detrimental if you're not keeping track of those as well and accounting for those by decreasing other food in other areas. Muscle building is maybe a little more specific. So the chemical scientific things muscle building or alcohol is going to do to muscle building is it's going to raise your myostatin. It's going to decrease your glycogen resynthesis and it's going to decrease your inflammation. Those are really scientific things to say, right? What do they mean? All in all, they're going to mean it's not a good thing for muscle building. Alcohol technically is going to depress your muscle building stimulus. Uh, The one that you probably maybe drew out from those three, the myostatin, glycogen resynthesis, and inflammation, is that last one in inflammation. Now, when I say decrease inflammation, I don't mean in general, like all over your body, like people want to do through their diets. What I mean is post-exercise. So you actually want inflammation after you work out. So for example, if you do some if you do some nice leg workouts, you do, you do squats, lunges, straight leg deadlifts, and uh, maybe you do some sprints at the end. That's a great leg workout. You're going to have inflammation in that area after your workout. And that's good. The inflammation means your body's going to want to address that area. It's going to have more blood flow. It's going to heal and it's going to build your muscles up that much stronger, right? It's the kind of dumbed down version of what inflammation does. You want that inflammation because that's going to provide the adaptations in your body. So, you want the inflammation after your exercise, having alcohol can decrease the inflammation, which can be a bad thing and slow down the muscle, the muscle gains, the muscular gains you can have. So it's, I am basically just depressing your muscle building, but really you guys, the most important things for your muscle is your calories in versus calories out, right? Which Andrew, you got to in your question, you the most important things you can really focus on is consuming enough calories, making sure you're eating enough for your muscle building and then your stimulus. So actually going to the gym and having that fitness plan, like you talked about most of the time I see people not really worry about their muscle building. If they consume alcohol, it's more like the fat loss they're worried about. Uh, and really the fat loss, all it is, is going to be the increased appetite and the calories from the drinks you have to worry about. There are other things, uh, in hormones, which I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but, that that's basically for someone not practicing moderation. So kind of with muscle building, recovery is also affected by alcohol. Technically, it's going to raise adrenaline and lower melatonin, which you probably heard of both of those. Adrenaline, you know, gets your heart pumping, gets you going. And then melatonin is kind of the sleepy hormone, right? You can buy melatonin as pills. So basically, you just sleep harder, you get deeper sleep. If you have increased adrenaline, you're going to be more wired. If you lower your melatonin, that's going to decrease the chance of deep sleep that you have. So specifically, alcohol is going to decrease the amount of deep sleep that you can have. And deep sleep is very important for recovery. Probably the most underrated aspect of muscle building, fitness, and recovery, I think. So if your sleep is inhibited if your sleep is decreased and how deep it is that can actually cause a lot of problems with your performance in your title your question andrew was uh alcohol and its impact on fat loss and performance goals so your performance goals are not really sure exactly what they are but if it is muscle building and lifting a crazy amount of weight maybe you're an athlete uh it's actually going to have quite a bad effect over time now i'm not saying that you know, drinking once in a while is going to 
just completely destroy your recovery and all chance of performance goals. No, I'm not saying that. But if you do do it consistently and don't really practice moderation, if you're drinking every night, it's going to be hard to get the good sleep that's going to help you in recovery. So you have to be you have to be mindful of that as well. That that can be affected by alcohol and. Uh, to you know, really focus on that sleep and getting it maybe in other days, or maybe you take a nap the next day. You have to be, you know, mindful of recovery, not just the actual time in the gym and the weight on the scale. Uh, it's also going to affect your water weight a little bit. So you know, you might actually weigh less after drinking, and that's pretty much just because it's going to dehydrate you. Be sure you're drinking enough water. I shouldn't have to say that, but a lot of people don't know that. Uh, So the last thing to get to here with alcohol is hormones. What does alcohol do to your hormones? You hear all the time about people, uh, I don't know, guys growing uh, woman parts, right, with alcohol because of the increased estrogen and maybe decreasing testosterone. Well, alcohol does have some effects on hormones. The biggest thing it does is it raises cortisol. So alcohol will raise your cortisol, which is your stress hormone, which is something you really don't want in your body. You want your cortisol high at the beginning of the day and low at the end of the day. And you can kind of see how alcohol consumption, which is normally done at nighttime, is going to reverse that, right? Uh, basically the effects on cortisol are only substantial though, when alcohol is consumed in large amounts, when, you know, it's a many, many drinks, many, maybe drinking for a long time, maybe day in day out, right. Kind of over and over again, every night, that's, what's going to raise your cortisol in general, your body really adapts. And I mean, your body really can swing one way or the other. So maybe, yes, it raises your cortisol if you drink a little bit, uh, but it will swing back the other way. It's not going to be permanent. However, that's with moderation. You have to be careful about raising it too much with too large amounts of alcohol. I think in general, um, after reading the research on estrogen and testosterone and how that's affected by alcohol, the worries on it from people, especially guys, is very overblown. Uh, it's really something that just comes into play if alcohol is way overconsumed. If you practice moderation, you don't really have to worry about your estrogen being too high, your testosterone being depressed. It will happen uh, from alcohol consumption. I mean, like you're talking to the happy hours. You go out and you have a few drinks with your coworkers on happy hour. You are going to experience these different effects I talked about, right? You're going to maybe have increased appetite. Maybe you'll screw up and overeat. Maybe you're going to have depressed muscle building stimulus. So you're going to not build muscle as quick from your training session that day. You're going to sleep a little bit worse, which will also have an effect. And then maybe your cortisol will will be changed and your estrogen testosterone will be changed. Yes, these things are all going to happen. Are they a big deal if you practice moderation? Not really. Like I said, the biggest things are the healthy diet, the fitness routine, the calories in versus calories out. Be careful on how much you're consuming uh, and really you know, the devil's in the dosage with everything, guys. That's really what I believe. And you need to practice moderation. If you're, if you want to go out to happy hours, if you want to drink alcohol, enjoy your life, enjoy your fitness journey. Be sure to fit your fitness into your lifestyle and not let it be a hindrance, right? Don't not enjoy yourself just because you want to be healthy. There's other reasons people do not drink. And I'm, you know, I respect those very much. It's just about you, right? You do you kind of what what do you want to do? What will help you be happy? 
and what will help your fitness journey be sustainable. Uh, I'd rather have you dial in everything else to a T, dial in your sleep, dial in your recovery, your workout routine, your nutrition, and then you know enjoy yourself once in a while. If you're my client, that's what I would probably say to you. I would make sure you weren't stressing about it. There's a lot of different nitpicky things alcohol can change in your body as far as brain chemistry, hormone chemistry, uh, and then your muscle building signals. Yes, those things might be altered slightly, but as long as you're mindful and you are you know, not binge drinking every night, you don't really have to worry about it. I would just say live a stress-free life and dial in everything else on all other times, but enjoy enjoy the social aspect of your life. You need to realize that your social life is also part of health and fitness, that you know you can be great at barbell rows in the gym, but that doesn't necessarily translate to a better life. You have to be able to interact socially and you know fit your fitness around your lifestyle. That's really what it comes down to. Hopefully, Andrew, that answered your question on alcohol. Uh, specifically, you know, you said a beer or two a couple times a week. Will that hinder your fitness goals? I'd say no. I'd say not at all. I'd say you wouldn't have to worry about it at all. But scientifically, now you know, right? Now you know exactly what it's doing. If your friends ask you, you can shoot them this episode and you can start talking about myostatin and glycogen resynthesis and inflammation, right? But otherwise, I wouldn't worry about it, man. I would just continue continue doing you, enjoying your social life and fitting your fitness into your life and not the other way around. That's it, guys. Foodie Friday. Thanks, guys, for joining me for another episode of the Triple F Podcast. Thank you, Andrew, for the question. If you guys have a question you want answered, just go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact. As always, that's linked in the full description of this show. I will talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend and enjoy yourselves. The year is coming to a close, so I hope you guys are crushing your fitness goals already and you're not just waiting for the new year. Uh, On Monday, I have a great interview dropping for you guys with a guy named Tom. I think you guys will really like that one. I Probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever done, Uh, so I... Look, I'm looking forward to you guys hearing that one and the feedback on it. Uh, let me know what you think about that one just via social media. Follow me, Stoltz Fit, on Instagram. That's S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T, all one word. You can find me there and also uh, just on the podcast page, so triplefpodcast.com. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.